like books. I don't know why people don't like books. Because they haven't found the right book. That's profound. That's good. <laughs> Thank you. I agree with that. I'm serious, though. I think every person who says they hate books just hasn't found the right book. That's true. Hey guys, here's what's coming up. Next week, on April 5th, we have special guests. The Badass Literature Society joins us for a talk about Neil Gaiman's The Sleeper and the Spindle. Then, on April 12th, we will be celebrating our one-year anniversary with a special episode. Mo and I will be answering some listener questions, talking about some of the trials of starting a podcast, discussing our favorite episodes, and more. If you'd like to submit a question for us to answer, send us a message on Facebook or Instagram, or shoot us an email at thebooklifepodcast at gmail.com. Finally, two quick announcements before we move on. With our one-year anniversary coming up, Mo and I are hosting a series of giveaways on Instagram. This week, we're giving away brand new copies of Uprooted and Spinning Silver by Naomi Novik, along with a The Book Life logo, mug, and sticker anxiety bookmark. Also, my apologies for the mix-up a couple weeks ago. We had some shipping issues that prevented the books from reaching us in time. If you'd like to enter this giveaway, head on over to our Instagram and follow the instructions on the post you'll find there. Or check out our Facebook post about it for a direct link to the post. Secondly, since we're coming up on one year of podcasting, we're also starting a Patreon. The Patreon will launch April 12th, and we're incredibly excited to share all the cool perks we've been planning. Some of these perks include episode shoutouts, a monthly book-picking poll for a guaranteed episode, a spoiler-free mini-series and bonus content, and even having us send you a book we're planning to do an episode on. We hope you'll consider supporting us if you can, and we're so grateful to all of you for listening in every week. Thank you. Now, on with the show. Welcome back to the Book Life Podcast with your host, myself, Mo, and my best friend, Abby. Tonight, we are doing a fun list, one that I really, at first I thought I wasn't going to enjoy doing, but once I got into it, I was like, yep, nope, this is fun. So what we're going to talk about is a book-related topic, and it's very book-related. It is the format of books, how you prefer to read books. We're going to talk about hardbacks, paperbacks, ebooks, and audiobooks, and the pros and cons that come with all of them. Abby, I got a question for you. Yes, ma'am. Do you own more hardbacks or paperbacks? Oh, that's a dangerous question. Probably more paperbacks would be my guess. I don't know that for certain, but that would be my guess. What about you? I think I'm entirely certain I own more paperbacks than I do hardbacks. My second question then, do you own more paperbacks or more ebooks? Paperbacks. <laughs> All right, the final. Do you own more paperbacks or audiobooks? I would guess I own more paperbacks, but I would bet I own more audiobooks than I do ebooks. Interesting. I'm glad we're going to talk about it later because I'm quite curious which format is your favorite format. It makes me wonder, and it's my prediction, I have not read your notes, that audiobook might be your favorite format. Ooh. All right. Well, I guess we're going to find out. So right. what about you? You have more paperbacks than hardbacks? I indefinitely in have more paperbacks than hardbacks. Okay. And what about ebooks and audiobooks then? 
I have a lot of ebooks. I don't have a lot of audiobooks. I actually subscribe to a smaller audiobook company called Libro.fm through Afterwards, our little bookstore, because it gives money back to them, which I really appreciate. But I do like listening. I love listening to audiobooks, but I don't have as many in my collection. That's understandable. I have a lot of ebooks. I can't tell you how many. I have a lot, though. <laughs> All right. Well, let's start the discussion with hardbacks then. Let's talk about some of the pros. Okay. So for me, my favorite thing about a hardback is that they're big and they're for displaying. They often have these gorgeous covers, which, I mean, nowadays the covers are almost all slip covers, which I like. They're big. They kind of say to me, hear me roar. I am a book. Like, they're in your face. They're really nice to display. And I really, really like getting signed books as hardback books because, to me, a hardback book is a display book. Mm-hmm. I can agree with that. I love hardbacks just because they're usually so pretty, <laughs> which obviously makes them nice for displaying. But, like, hardbacks are the ones that most often just make me want to, like, pet the spines. I, I understand that. Yeah. <laughs> Book lovers will know. (laughs) The thing about physical books in general, they make me feel very grounded when I'm holding them because I'm holding that physical copy and so there's a weight to it that just like feels like it's going to hold me down in my chair and keep me there and, I don't know, help me immerse myself in the story. (laughs) But I like being able to set the hardback down and have it like open in front of me on a table and I just, I really enjoy reading it that way. It kind of makes me feel like some mystical person reading an ancient text. <laughs> a little is, um, concerning, kind of, but not really. I mean, it's appropriate for fantasy. <laughs> it is so appropriate for fantasy. <laughs> so I just, I enjoy that feeling. Like I'm reading this old tomb kind of thing. It's, it gives you power. It does. It gives me the power of my imagination. <laughs> But I also like that the hardbacks are more likely to survive, like, moving and children and just life in general. (laughs) And honestly, good weapon. Nine out of ten. I like that. That makes me laugh. Well, what do you dislike about hardbacks? They're really hard to stick in my purse and take with me on the off chance that I have time to read. And that bothers me. If I didn't have kids, I wouldn't mind just, like, carrying a hardback in my arm or something as I'm walking around. But it's just too awkward and cumbersome anymore. I'm not really a fan of slip covers. I honestly take them off a lot of the time if I can. I just... Eh, nah. And hardbacks are also a little on the pricey side most of the time. Yeah. Definitely agree with that. I don't even think about the price sometimes when I, because <laughs> usually if I'm getting a hardback book, if I'm buying a book and it's hardback, it's usually signed, and I'm like, meh, I will spend $35 on you. I, you list a lot of the same things I feel as well. I love to have a book with me at all times, and I was always had a book with me, whether like paperback, now I have a lot of ebooks because they're very accessible and they're lighter than a book. But a hardback, is big. Unless you carry in a big purse, they're big. 
and they're heavy. And when you're trying to wrangle your children, it's a pain in the butt. Yeah. You don't like slip covers? I hate slip covers. Okay. <laughs> I I mean they're beautiful. They're really nice usually, but oh my god, they annoy the crap out of me. They get damaged. They're just I don't know. But then you take them off. But then I can't stand the usually the cover is like the book binding itself and whatever cloth they use because like my hands are perpetually dry. So when dry hands touch that cover, it's like nails on a chalkboard, okay? Mm-hmm. I can't do it. It makes me crazy. I start twitching. <laughs> you can't take your hardback book into the bathroom and read in the tub. You can weaponize them. That actually is a really good pro, and I'm kind of glad you said that because I was like, you know, if someone bursts into my house, I have a lot of good books to throw in their faces, you know? Spoiler alert, I have weapons ratings for all these types, so. <laughs> okay, so is this your uh, 9 out of 10 good weapon? Excellent. Uh, I like your you, yes. <laughs> but I was going to say hardback books overall are my least favorite format to consume a book. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. They're, they're definitely not my least favorite. Oh, interesting. Like, yeah. All right. So let's talk paperbacks then. What are some of your pros? So paperbacks are definitely my favorite physical copy of a book. Most of my books are in this format. Just like a regular book, they have that really good old book smell after they've been sitting on your shelf for like 10 years. And then you just ruffle those pages and you take a big old sniff of it. Mm, mm-hmm. I love it. And I actually think paperbacks smell better than a hardback after because that all that glue is coming out of that book and you're like, ah, you know what I mean? Oh, yes. They're easy and they're compact. So you can kind of throw it into a purse or a bag and it won't bust your back. They're relatively inexpensive. Most paperbacks cost between five and nine dollars. And they don't take up as much room as a regular book on your bookshelf, which I also enjoy. Mm-hmm. I also like if I take them into the bath when I take a bath, I don't feel any guilt about if I ruin them because they've been cheap. Two, they're a lot easier to hold above the water and not worry about them getting wet. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about I you? Agree. Well, I agree. They're much easier to take along and just stick in your purse. I definitely prefer paperbacks if I'm going to take a physical book along. My favorite paperbacks are the floppy ones that you like you can lay out in front of you. Do you know the ones I'm talking about? Like Oh yeah, they're a little bit bigger, like kinda oversizey. Yeah, like uprooted and spinning silver are good examples. Just the way those paperbacks are, they flop open and they're just like they're so nice to hold. I love holding those. <laughs> I understand these things. So like oh, I just love those. It it brings joy to my heart when I get a floppy paperback. Like, mm, yes, this is my book. <laughs> and yes, the fact that they are cheaper than hardbacks is a huge plus. And I've actually been buying a lot of my more recent books used, which makes them even cheaper. So, because, I mean, you can get used hardbacks and they'll be in good condition, but getting a used paperback is even cheaper than that. So, yeah, I like doing that a lot. 
you know, I highly enjoy this game called Let's Get On Thrift Books and see what I can get. And then I like people who ask for books for Christmas. That's what I like to do. I like to get on there and be like, how many books within $25 can I buy this person? Six? Done. It's magical. Yeah, after Christmas, I may have bought myself about 16 books off of thrift books. (laughs) Abby. (laughs) Give me a break. I have not been buying myself books, okay? I I held out all through January. Good job. And we're in February. Good job, Abby. Thank you. It's been hard. (laughs) Well, I am very proud of you. Thank you. All right, so what are the things you don't like about paperbacks then? Well, like I mentioned, if you're taking a bath and you get it wet, and then that kind of ruins the book. They are way too easy to trash. I, listeners, I am so sorry. Maybe cover your ears at this point because I'm going to probably break your heart. So I break the spines of my books. I'm rough like that. I dog ear my books as well. Sometimes, depending on what kind of book it is, I underline in it as well. So I am rough on my books, which is why... It is good when they don't cost a lot of money. Oh my gosh, you're killing me. <laughs> I said cover your ears. That included you too. Uh, well, you, uh, okay. And then another con is that sometimes they get kind of funky over time. Like just in the sense they don't have as long as shelf life. Like I have paperback books that I think were my dad's from like the 60s and 70s. And they're kind of crunchy. You know what I mean? You ever... Felt like an old paperback that's kind of crunchy. Yeah, I know what you mean. So, versus, like, I have hardbacks that were my great-great-great-grandma's. It's all in German from, like, the 1860s. And, I mean, the leather's kind of deteriorating, but that book is still doing pretty darn good. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's a con for me, too, that they don't last as long as hardbacks. And they're just, they're not as durable, which makes sense because they're all paper, but that is a con. Not a great weapon unless you're hitting super hard and then pretty much anything is a good weapon at that point. So, you know, three out of ten. You know, I kind of disagree with you with that because think about the spine. Like you hit somebody just right. Have you ever, have you not thrown a paper back at somebody? I do not throw my books at people. Okay, well, okay, I don't know when this was in high school, probably, and I don't know why we were throwing books, but a paperback thrown, right, and the spine hits you, it's, it hurts, man. I mean, it's at least a 5 out of 10 for weapon. I'll give it a 4. Uh, that, that is an okay compromise. Okay. I'll give it a 4 out of 10 for weapon. Man, no, if I'm going to grab something to chuck at somebody... I'm far more likely to grab something that's not a book. <laughs> okay, so look to your right. What would you grab first thing if someone came at you? The giant thing of applesauce. Yeah, that would hurt. Okay. <laughs> that's what's sitting to my right. And then, you know, I'd, I'd start chucking onions. Yeah. Because those are painful, too. <laughs> True. All right. I think that's probably the end of this half. Mm, I think so too. Okay. I was like, I'm like, wow, we are at the end. All right. All right. See you in a second. Um, excuse me. What? Are you going to do an outro thing? Oh, I forgot. 
Oh, I All right, everyone. As Abby laughs at me because I am just having the mentalness of not good today. Well, we are going to take a break real fast and you're going to listen to some words from our sponsors or a commercial or something awesome like that. And when we come back, we're going to talk about ebooks and audiobooks. Talk to you guys in a minute. We'll talk to you guys in a minute. I'm Kayla. And I'm Haley. And we host a podcast we majored in English for this. It's a weekly show on YA fiction and tomfoolery. Join us each week as we rant, rave, and recap your favorite young adult fiction books. You can find us on all your favorite streaming platforms. And now back to your show. Welcome back, guys. This half we're going to talk about audiobooks and ebooks. So, Mo, let's talk audiobooks. What do you like about them? Audiobooks? I love so many things about audiobooks. Audiobooks are easily my second favorite format. I really like them because there's a lot. There's a lot to this. I love the voice acting. I love when my favorite like, celebrities like Will Wheaton comes on and he reads a book by John Scalzi because Will Wheaton has a fantastic reading voice. He already is a giant sci-fi nerd. So when he's reading a sci-fi novel, my geek brain just explodes because it's so awesome. <laughs> I also love that the audiobook platform I chose, which I mentioned earlier, is Libro.fm, which gives money back to my local little bookstore. So that means I'm not only supporting, not Amazon, essentially, by doing Audible, I'm actually supporting my community in a community store. I actually just bought AirPod Pros, which, yeah, I know, kind of bougie, sorry, guys, to use with audiobooks. Now, it's actually helping me absorb them faster than when I was using my other headset, which I love. But these, I, these AirPod Pro guys, listen, not a huge component of, like, oh, go, bu- go buy things, but... I asked a whole bunch of friends. Yeah, yeah, I like them, guys. If you like audiobooks and you want an easy way, and you got an iPhone, and you want an easy way to digest them, they're pretty legit. Like I said, I love the voice acting. I love good voice acting. And the only audiobooks I don't like are the books by Kevin Hearn, which are the Iron Drew series. They kind of jacked up Oberon's voice, and I have a very difficult time. I, they're really good books, but I don't like his voice, so I don't like listening to them at all. But one thing I loved is that when I worked at Girl Scouts, I would just sit there in these long drives, like hour and a half drives, one way. So I would get three hours of audiobook time in, and then I would listen to books when I worked overnight at Coles. It's just nice, because when you're doing repetitive tasks, And you can just listen and let your mind get absorbed into the book while you're doing everyday things. Best thing ever. I loved it. Yeah, I agree with all those points. This is one of my favorite ways to read books. And I love that it lets you read a book without having to actually sit down and read. It lets you do other things like me around the house when I'm trying to get the kids to nap. I can stick in my headphones and listen to an audiobook while I'm doing dishes or doing laundry or cleaning something. So it lets me read while I'm getting my stuff done and it's still being, you know, quiet enough that I'm not disturbing kids trying to nap. So I really enjoy that. And I also love the voice acting. I actually found, so Halter Graham, 
the guy who does the audiobooks for the Alpha and Omega series by Patricia Briggs. So he also, I love his voice. I love his narration. It's fantastic. And he narrated Serpent and Dove. And I think that's part of what sucked me into it so much because I already loved his voice acting. So he's a fantastic narrator and it's a great story on top of that. And just like that combination, oh, oh, fantastic. And so if you have a good narrator, it can be amazing. And I love that audiobooks let you have multiple cast members sometimes doing their certain voices or their certain chapters from their perspectives, which makes it feel all that more real and more like you're reading the book because you can hear the different voices. And it's really fun if you get an audiobook that has songs in it and they actually sing the songs. Those, oh my goodness, Gail Carson Levine's Fairest. And it's a full cast audiobook. And the whole premise of the book is that the country they're in singing is a huge deal. And so it's chock full of songs and music. And they did the audiobook right. <laughs> and it, it's an absolutely fantastic listen. And I love it so much. I love when you get a great narrator and they just pull you in and you get that full cast and ugh, it's all wonderful. I love it so much. You know, that really just kind of makes me happy because I feel like you just described essentially what I did, but I was totally nerding out like on my Will Wheaton and you're just like, audiobooks, the reason why I find them so special is because not only do you need someone that can write and craft a story, you need people who can read it and read it well. Like they're they're voice actors essentially and you a good narrator Man, they just suck you into the world, and and then you're gone forever. Yeah. One, moving on to cons. One of the cons for me is that if you don't have a good narrator, it doesn't matter how good the story is. It's going to ruin that audiobook, period. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it ruined the Iron Groove series. Well, I've had bad narrators that just drove me up a wall so much I couldn't even concentrate on the story. So I don't know if the story was any good. Just like, yeah. And it, it bothers me so much. And the kicker is when you're finding a narrator for your story, there's no guarantee that everybody's going to like listening to their voice, you know, because you're always going to have at least one person go, I hate this narrator's voice and not want to listen to it. So that is a bit of a drawback for audiobooks. So yeah, in the end, not all narrators are created equal. (laughs) Yeah, that's really sad. Like, I wish they were. Like, I I understand, like, getting Will Wheaton to narrate your book probably is going to cost you $25,000 or something, you know, versus getting somebody off Upwork or one of the other like to build portfolio sites is not going to cost as much money, which, you know, could be why the book isn't that great. Right. But I mean, the quality also suffers. Um, Mm -hmm. You get what you literally get what you pay for. Yeah, pretty much. Another con for audiobooks is that they are expensive to buy. 
And don't get me wrong, I totally understand the reason behind the costs because you have to pay those narrators, you still have to pay the author, you still, the publishing company, if there is one, is going to get something. So there's a lot more to it because there's also the people who have to edit all that audio. Mm -hmm. But I just wish they were a bit more price accessible to people in general. And I love that you can get them from libraries and um, different apps and stuff. I've been using my library's app to do lots of audiobooks from them. But even j- if you're actually going on a site wanting to buy an audiobook, that's pricey. It's It can even be more expensive than buying a hardback. Yeah. Kind of killing me there. I know. I know. It's It's painful. And the other con for me is that for some reason, there is this huge stigma in the reading community that audiobooks don't count as reading. And I hate that. Just because it's not a physical book and I'm not physically looking at the words, reading them with my eyes, doesn't mean I'm not imagining the scenes and the characters any less vividly or comprehending the story any less. Yeah, that really makes me mad, too, because I've had several people like, well, is that does it can that really count towards your Goodreads? I'm like, yeah, I have spent 100 hours in the car. It's going to freaking count or something. Right. Like, why are you looking down on this? It's just another format to enjoy the same story. And before books were written down, guess what people did? They told the stories to each other. That's right. It's, it is. It is. It is the most ancient way to tell a story. It's a more high tech version of the original way to tell a story. That is all an audiobook is. <sighs> and so it just it it just boggles my mind and it hurts my heart that people look down on it and don't think it should count. And it's reading, dang it! It's reading. What does it matter how I took the story in? And it it really hurts me when I see people who are newer to book communities coming in and going, oh, am I not supposed to count these audiobooks? Oh, should I not be reading audiobooks? I'm like, no, read the audiobooks. Count them. Count them. They're they're good. They're wonderful. And I just, it makes me want to smack people who are like, they shouldn't count. I don't count them towards my Goodreads. I'm like... Well, you're just missing out. (laughs) Abby, you go slap them. I will. (laughs) I know it. Did you have any other cons? Mm, I'm in a mood for slapping. Um, Hey, you didn't give a weapon rating for audiobooks? Oh, my weapon rating for audiobooks is about a negative three. (laughs) Just because... Okay, hear me out. I understand that a phone or an iPad or something is technically a decent weapon. But I don't want to chuck my technology at people because that hurts my technology. (laughs) So I don't consider them good weapons because in the long term, it's not a good investment. (laughs) That's true because, I mean, if you're chucking your $1,000 phone or your $2,000 laptop, mm, probably not good. Right, exactly. So I don't don't consider audiobooks or ebooks to be good weapons. I strongly discourage you to use them as weapons <laughs> <laughs> okay thank you unless unless you're using an audiobook 
at full volume, max volume, to scare an intruder. In which case, I'll give you like... A negative one? I'll, I'll give you a one out of ten. Because you get a startle factor that might give you a few seconds to run. <laughs> oh, no. That's, that's the highest I can go on audiobooks. Oh, my God. All right. Well, for my cons, I'm not good at just sitting and listening. I have to be doing something, but not something too absorbing, or I start to miss the point. Like, sometimes I will do the dishes, fold the laundry, vacuum, and an hour later, I'm like, okay. Well, what else can I do so I can keep listening? Because, like, if I just, like, sit and listen, I start to fall asleep. And I can't, you know, just do, like, just sit there and stare off into space while listening. And at work, because my job is a, you know, I'm a software technical support agent, there's a lot of hard times where I have to be focused and on the ball and paying attention to what I'm doing. And I just can't, I can barely listen to podcasts. And it has to be something, like, super not interesting like that that's terrible all podcasts are interesting it has to be something that i don't need to regurgitate later yeah because if i do well mm-hmm. yeah not good audiobooks are expensive and i know you talked about the co- the barrier cost to it and i'm glad that we have libraries but man like if i didn't have my 15 subscription like most audiobooks are like 35 40 bucks, and I know there's a big cost to it. I know it's subsidized with these subscriptions, but I'm also like, oh, I want to buy more. No, don't buy more. But I want to buy more. Don't buy more. And then I, you know, cruise the sales and stuff, too, and I'm like, well, can I get one for five bucks, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I know how that goes. So, those are about my only cons I have with them. Yeah, they are few and far between. Audiobooks are good. I love books. All right. So here's a format you love. Tell me about your prose. Ebooks. <laughs> the prose. Yes. So let us discuss my favorite format. So I am a huge fan of ebooks because I love bouncing between. I have a Galaxy tablet, which is an Android, that runs my Kindle app. And I can bounce between my Kindle app, between my phone, and my tablet. And I love that. It's cheap, like ebooks. Maybe I'll spend ten bucks. Yeah, that's I, that's perfect. Like, better than forty. Not as good as five dollars for a used paperback, but I love it because I get it instantaneously. So it's also that instant gratification. Big deal for millennial, you know, wearing my skinny jeans with my side part and my <laughs> instant gratification. Yeah, that's right. I went there. I also have way too many ebooks for my own good, and I hope. I just will actually just keep buying them forever and ever. So, yeah, that's fine. And I just love always having books at my disposal. So I can always pick up. I will. I finish one. Sure. I just grab a new one. Like, I don't even have to wait. It's there. It's waiting for me. You know? Yeah. I love it. I just, I really like ebooks. And I never thought I would because I used to be such a starch, like, paperback person. Mm-hmm. And... Now I'm like, well, JK, I'm good. <laughs> I love that they're cheap. I can get like a dozen ebooks for the price of a new hardback, which is fantastic. It's definitely space saving because I can buy those dozen books and they don't take any, up any more room in my tiny house, <laughs> but they just take up a little bit of memory on my phone when I download them. Mm-hmm. 
I really like that they're so easy access for most people because, again, you don't have to actually have the space. You don't have to pay nearly as much money as you would for a physical copy most of the time. So that's definitely nice. I also feel like it's made self-publishing a more common thing. So there's even more authors and more stories out there to discover and read. And yes, you get a lot of not-so-great published stuff as well, but you can also find some real hidden gems that may not have gotten published otherwise. Yeah, because they may not got picked up. Like, I mean, we have one author that we dearly love that's self-published. Mm-hmm. I love her stuff. And we mention her all the time. By the way, it's Rachel Aaron, in case you don't know, after so many episodes that we've talked about her. Go read the Heartstrikers. Yay! And the DMZ <laughs> trilogy. Both are really good. Oh, they're fantastic. I know. I actually got the first one of her Eli Mon Press series, finally. Yeah. The Spirit Thief. And I'm hoping to read that sometime this year. I'm excited. Awesome. And then for ebooks, I also really like being able to highlight quotes without defacing a book. <laughs> because I. I can't. I can't highlight and underline quotes in my real books. I just can't do it. I will never do it. <laughs> but I enjoy that in an ebook, I can just be like, oh, that was funny. Click, click. And this funny thing is highlighted and it can go up on my Goodreads and give other people a chuckle if they look at it, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I do like that about it. All right. So what cons do you actually have? Well, for me, it's more of the devices that you use. So blue light really makes my eyes tired. And I try to make sure that all of my screens are like yellow parchment and the blue lights turned down so my eyes don't get so weary. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that is literally it. Okay. So my cons, the fact that ebooks are cheap is a con for me because I buy too many of them and I will never ever get to all of them. It's just not going to happen because my other big con is that I have real trouble concentrating on eBooks. Really? I do. Ebooks are the ones I read the least of because I just, I can't focus as well on them. I just can't. It doesn't matter how good the story is. I've, only read probably five or less ebooks that have really drawn me in enough mm -hmm. that I read, like sat down and read it for an hour kind of thing. Because most ebooks just, I don't know what it is. I don't get the grounding sensation that I like from having a physical book. I don't get to listen to a narrator in my ear like I like for audiobooks. And I'm also on my phone, so if somebody texts me, it's going to pop up, and I'm going to be like, oh, I should respond to that. And then a couple hours later, I'm not reading my ebook. Yeah. I know. It is, it is quite distracting. I understand that. So, yeah. And again, not a great weapon, guys. <laughs> really not a great weapon. <laughs> so I'm like, are, are you more focused on weaponizing books? I am. <laughs> a little terrifying, man. <laughs> uh, I can't help it. All right. So let's go ahead and wrap this up. Any final thoughts? So 
I'm definitely not a book elitist. I think all formats are great. Whatever makes you happiest to get a book read, you do it. My number one will always be an ebook, then audiobook, then paperback, then a hardback. I know the the major drawback of having electronic books, whether it be audio or ebooks, is nothing can replace the smell of a real book, but that's all right because I do have real books at home, so I can handle that. But I am definitely have moved into the digital book world. How about you? I agree. Reading is good no matter how you do it. Everybody, please understand that. Personally, the floppy paper books are my absolute favorites. They will always be my absolute favorites. You give me a floppy hardback, and that's the one I want. Just the joy they bring to my heart when I read them. They make me happy. Hardbacks and audiobooks are tied for second place because I really do love them both. Like I said, I like the grounding sensation that I get from hardbacks, and I really love a good narrator or cast for an audiobook that just ugh, helps, like, really immerse me in the story. But... Ebooks are just dead last for me because I love the idea of them and how good they are for the modern age and for accessibility and price and all that fun stuff. But I just, the concentration issue gets me every time. And so they're just, they don't work as well for me. Yeah, I get that. And that's a personal thing for sure because I love ebooks in theory. They just don't work in my reality. And that's all right. We, I mean, we are very similar. We don't have to be perfectly similar. But yes, I agree. <laughs> I actually very much appreciate that you do audiobook or ebooks better than, or you like ebooks better than physical books anymore. I know. It, I'm glad. It's, like, it's definitely been a uh, shift, but mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I think that's a great shift. I like talking about books with you. It is so much fun. It is. Well, everyone, that is it for tonight. We would love to know what's your favorite format. Are you an ebook lover like me? Are you a floppy paperback lover like Abby? Let us know. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram at The Book Life Podcast. We will see you next week. Talk to you next week, guys. Bye. If you liked what you heard today and want to help us spread the book love, drop us a rating on the app you use or share the episode post on your preferred social media. Everything helps! For a list of the books we talked about today, visit our community page on Facebook at The Book Life Podcast and search under Files. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter under the same name. If you'd like to contact us directly, you can email us at thebooklifepodcast at gmail.com. The song is Theme for an Unmade Anime by Katie Benoit from her album Dominique. You can find Katie on Instagram at K, the number 8, T, B E N O I T, and on Spotify under her name, Katie Benoit. Thanks for listening. Till next time.